Do you believe in accountable love? Welcome to Accountable Love, where love is a group journey. My name is Aziz. I'm Jerry. And today we have a special guest. We have LaVon Prince, which is my mother. We brought her back to have another show. You know, so we, we snatched her up while she was visiting. Definitely. We wanted to put her on. <laughs> we are all searching for stability. We are all looking for absolutes in humanity. But there are no absolutes. There's only accountable love. A love that says when you pick a partner and friend, they will show up with their daily best and you will give them your all as well. We all deserve love at its highest form. So the love snobs are here to tell you. You deserve everything. You deserve a high class. You know, we, we brought you back and, you know, we was talking about earlier the difference in, in different um, generations, like the difference between different generations. And now, you know, this is a podcast talking about accountable love, but it's really centered around personal relationships. And um, we just wanted to know, like, how was marriage sold to y'all when y'all were, you know, when y'all were young versus today, like the way you see marriage being sold today or marketed today? So, well, marriage when we were younger was more when you got married, you stayed married. You persevered through whatever's going on in the marriage. Um, some churches and, as you know, the mosque, they advocated staying with your partner. Um, abuse was not uh, tolerated, but marriages needed to work through. And um, you were taught that if you got divorced, in God's eyes, you were still married. And so if you got with anybody else, you would be committing adultery or fornication. Oh, so when, when you say about, uh, abuse was not tolerated, but you had to work through it. So there was no choice in like leaving the person or getting divorced or things of that nature, even when it was an abusive relationship or, right. or adultery? Well, I mean, I was young, so I wasn't a teenager. I didn't know much mm-hmm. about the, but through the generations. And growing up, that's basically where I got my base from, that once you're in a committed married relationship, that it's till death do us part. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that... Um, personally, I've seen some, there were some relationships where there was abuse in the woman. Like, they left the relationship, and I believe divorce was um, was not frowned on in that situation. However, you needed to go to the pastor, to the imam, and counseling and try to work through those issues so are you saying because you're referencing the church a lot so you're saying that your idea of marriage came from the church so that was something that was in more religion more religion sorry is that something that came from home like you were taught that through you you were from young you used to go to church and you was taught that at a very young age so it kind of transferred over to you being an adult yes that did kind of translate over into adulthood um, when some of those beliefs, you know, um, promiscuity, promiscuity, being promiscuous, um, sex before marriage, all of those things kind of were translated 
at a young age. So you waited till you were married to have sex? No. So, <laughs> so I mean, we talk about what she was taught. I that know, but practiced. but she decided. Yeah, so that's that's why I want that's where I want to go. So you were you were taught certain things, but what did you actually take from it, and what you didn't take from it? Well, what I did take from it is if I made a commitment or if I gave you my word, then my word was my bond, and that's what I would live up to. And a lot of times, I believe that that kind of um, it makes the relationship one-sided because if I didn't want to be in the relationship and say this person really believed in um, once we're together, we're going to stay together. So one person is working hard at keeping this together when the other person is invest is not vested. And so at some point, um, I had to start thinking differently about do I want to stay in this situation or or it, this is not working for us together because we're not on the same page. We're not we don't want the same things and I'm no longer vested. So it's it's not working and I have to go. So you're basically saying that you when in your relationships, you were committed even if you guys weren't married. Yes. So commitments for you started from the beginning when you decided, hey, we're going to be together. Um, maybe not from the beginning when we decided, hey, we're going to be together. But once there was the courtship and then we decided that we wanted to commit to each other. And from that point, it was a commitment. And if I committed to you, I'm not I don't think that I should go somewhere else. I mean, and and go outside of what we're talking about to do something different because now I'm not committed I'm not keeping my word to you yeah because we talk about like now you know now that we had a generation where they always say that you know marriage is what do they say 50 percent like 50 50 50 mm -hmm. like 50 people getting divorced 50 percent of people getting divorced 50 percent of people oh I don't together. know the stats yeah the actually. marriage rate is the marriage the, the divorce rate is high Mm -hmm. And, you know, people are frowning upon that, but the divorce rate is like people are starting to use marriage as a form of stability, stability. Mm -hmm. I mean, they, I think they're just getting married for the for the fairy tale of it, because well, yeah, a lot I of think people are getting married, not really understanding who they're married. When they get married, they go through the trials and tribulations. <coughs> and then now they really can't sustain the marriage because they really don't know who they got because married. they're getting married to the idea. Definitely. They're getting married to the idea, not the person. Well, so to to. I know we asked you what you were taught, but I wasn't necessarily taught that, well, I was, marriage was, it's like going to college. It's like one of those things that your parents automatically assume that you're going to do at some point in life, right? Definitely. And I, I was raised with both my parents, and my parents are still married. Mm -hmm. And so I didn't necessarily think I would never get married, and it wasn't like you can't, I would think my parents would have preferred me to have kids before I actually after I got married or got married in hockey, you know, like, you the know, everyone said, yeah, the traditional way, exactly. And it didn't, it didn't happen that way. And my dad was actually really disappointed, although we didn't necessarily talk about it. Mm -hmm. So they just, they just thought that they were the standard because I saw things because we grew up, I grew up with both parents, but they didn't really speak about it. And we, I didn't grow up religious. So it wasn't like a, a, a religious thing. It was just a, you see your parents do it. So you should want the same thing. But as you know, you need to talk to your kids about it. Like, it's not just, yes, we should be 
learning from what we see around us and environment does play a big part in it. But you have to break it down so your kids can understand it so they don't fall in love with the idea of getting married. Definitely. I mean, and that, I think that's where the Accountable Love podcast is really important because we're all about being informative, being yeah. informative, informing people. Because we use we use a lot of terms. Like, what does marriage mean to, to people? You know, a lot of it is the glamour and the glitz. Well, shit, what does relationship mean to people? Yeah, you know, it starts it's with something of, so simple. It's a, lot, it's a lot of things that we really don't define. We define poorly. yeah. And we think that it's just a rites of passage and everybody is equipped to do it because they can't. Mm-hmm. It's like because you can purchase it. You, you, you deserve it. And that's not how that that's not how that works. You have to be ready to be dedicated, truthful, honest. You got to commit to something bigger than yourself. Yeah, because there's going to be days that you're not going to want to show up. And there's going to be days that you're not feeling yourself. And there's going to there's going to be days that you're not, you know, 20 years down the line, you're not the same person that they actually <coughs> met. But there has to be something. That's going to force you to figure it out so that you can be as close to the person that they met as possible so you guys can continue to grow as a couple. So is is this where the dedication comes in? Well, dedication comes before the marriage. Right. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the cliche is or the quote is you, you're you in love with the person. The, the First there's the love and then there's and the that, dedication. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the devotion. And the devotion. devotion then yeah. it comes into devotion. But why should devotion come after love? I mean, if you're devoted, you're devoted from the beginning. It should be all-inclusive. I think, too, also that we go into marriage with the fairy tale of the fables that we're fed from the cradle, mm-hmm. the, the the princess and the Cinderella, and, and then they all of a sudden, and then you live happily ever after. Definitely. Nobody ever tells you. And there's you. no, there's no, the fairy tale ends at that. Yeah. Like they end when they get, they get married, and mm-hmm. that's when everything ends. But like any other relationship, it takes a lot of work. Yeah, but and don't, but, but the fairy tale does not tell you that. Mm-hmm. The fairy tale gives you the delusion that, oh, you're just going to look at this person and they're going to take your heart and, oh, my goodness, and I'm just going to fall in love with this person. Oh, and I'm going to be with him forever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and I mean, I, I, the fairy tales are designed to give us hope and to actually, you know, actually go after what you want because there's always trials before getting there, though. Mm-hmm. There's mm-hmm. always these big hurdles to overcome. And if you truly want to get there so like i don't frown on the fairy tales because any movie doesn't it like it happening I mean, has to end but life continues yeah but when so it they feels just give good you a snippet they give you a snippet <coughs> of what's to come and obviously a lot of the fairy tales are for the kids mm-hmm. they're not you know they're not made for the adults but then you talk about the romantic comedies like that's made for adults so it Definitely. shows you like the but it's a comedy it, what me, it has yes, to be lighthearted. it's lighthearted, really but it goes dark. from it goes from you know light and then you know there's there's two people that at, in the beginning of the story, they didn't know that they really loved each other. They had some conflict, and then by the end, they end up with each other. In most cases, yeah, that, right? that's the situation. So you know, it, and they have to overcome, and it's most of the time they have to overcome a sense of betrayal. Yes. Which now they just show like true love is when you can get past the betrayal. <laughs> like it does give send the wrong message at times. Mm-hmm. But as well, adults, even, you should be able to take in the lesson and not really like comb through all of the the, the drama of the the, the movie. And actually taking the actual lesson that needs to be learned and applied to your life. I think as kids, like what my mother was saying, as kids, the fairy tales 
end, but that's where we begin. We start mm-hmm. now, we sit with our children and watch the fairy tales and then explain, okay, we're married or we're not married or this is why. And like we got to explain what life is, but we don't want to steal the thunder of the fairy tale as well because it should, love should feel good as well. Well, yeah, and I don't think you, you should rob that like from your children. Work, but yeah. love, love should feel good. Like I, I do frown upon like relationships are work. Relationships is a passion. Like you could work with anybody. What I'm saying, with the no, re- I mean you said it. You said it, and I know why you said it. But what I'm saying is, when I hear it, I typically, and it's not something that I, like, I haven't I even probably talked to you about. But at this point, you, li- I listen to it over and over again, and I'm like, yeah, we feeding them that is work, 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 work. So just like when we wake up and we go to jobs we don't like, we feed to our children. You have to work. Mm-hmm. So it's the same with relationships. We 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 tend to stay in jobs that we really don't want because we're taught. That that's what makes us responsible. We tend to stay in marriages and relationships we really don't want to stay in because we're taught that it takes work. So how do we know which work when it's time to quit and when it's time to actually persevere? Well, I think the big, the the, the best. Well, you explained it pro- mm-hmm. right, but I think to add on to that, it would be, you know, re- like certain relationships are bigger than you. Mm-hmm. So there's going to be times when you want because you signed up for something, you can't necessarily shut down and not have the conversation. Well, you can, but that's not what you signed up for, right? So you you don't you don't shut down and you do show up and you're more than just, you just don't show up to be present. You show up to engage, and I think that that's where I you know I I added the work on there because it's it's not going to be it's not going to always. There's going to be things that's happening around you because life happens. We're adults. We have jobs. We have other outside things happening that we're not going to always feel our best. But if you don't have the passion anymore to actually work at the relationship, is it truly a relationship? It is like if you get up every day dreading going to work. Are you like, should you stay at that job? No, but I think you need to take a step back and think about why you feel the way that you feel, feel and ha- have to start, try to, 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 to unpack it on, on your end. And then you're able to have the conversation. So if I, if I'm miserable, if I'm miserable and don't want to go to work every day, then I have to take a step back and think, why am I miserable? Did I just read the end, meet the end of my time there? I should be looking for yeah, another job. Yeah, we're not talking about this stepping back. Yeah, that's a definite, that's a guarantee. But in, in a relationship, <laughs> like a personal relationship, mm-hmm. is stepping back. And then understanding why you feel what you feel and sometimes is because you're going through whatever and you're being selfish and that's, you know, one. Or maybe the, and the, the relationship took its course. And maybe it's one of those things that, but you have to have the conversation. Oh, no, that's definite. But the, I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just talking about the work portion of it. Meaning, if you don't have the, if you don't have the lust and the passion and the, and what I mean by lust, meaning that you don't have the passion for the job, not like the lust that just passes when you're having sex and doing mm-hmm. things for instantaneous reasons, but the thing that pushes <clears throat> you and motivates you on a regular va- basis, the desire, the passion. And passion, everybody says, well, we're in a relationship, passion sometimes dies. But you have to, that's what's one of the things you have to constantly work at, maintaining the passion, maintaining mm-hmm. the desire to be in these relationships, because it, you're going to half-ass the relationship if you don't give it work. Mm-hmm. Like if you don't have the desire, you're not going to put in as much work, quote unquote, work as you need to. Mm-hmm. Like what, what, was, what, what do you think? What would you say about that? Well, I mean, <clears throat> work doesn't always have to be negative. Definitely. So if <clears throat> if you're doing the work, mm-hmm. it's putting in the effort. That's what work is to me. Putting okay. in the effort to make sure that what you say you're going to do, that you're doing. And if both of you are working together to get this done, then that both of you are putting both doing your part Definitely. to make it work. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, and, yeah, work does and, have different definitions. You right to go back to the fifty fifty. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I believe when you're doing something, you're giving a hundred percent to what you believe. So if both parties are not giving a hundred percent, and I'm not saying yeah, some days you may do ninety, and I might do a hundred, and I might do a hundred and ten, or you might do a hundred and ten, and I'm doing ninety. But in the end, we're all working towards the same goal, and we're all keeping each other um, afloat in this in this um, thing we call life. Yeah, we're keeping each yeah. other accountable, definitely. So what you're saying is you believe that when people say 50-50 should equal 100, it should really be 200. Mm-hmm. It should be 200. I mean, you bring your 100%, right? I mean, I think Because where are you giving the other 50%? I heard someone say that, Where do and you it get made the, and it made a whole lot. I used of to sense. say I used Unless, to say that you give a hundred percent, but when they say 50-50, meaning it, or it gives you it gives you the understanding that another person can't be all of you. Mm-hmm. So you have kids, you have you have friends. So you you you're giving you're giving the most of every everything you have to your relationship, but then you're putting more other work into other relationships, mm-hmm. and they all should come together to all meet a hundred percent. Everything should be a hundred percent around you. So there's just different ways to look at it, but I don't mm-hmm. think your way is off because yeah, you you should give when you're in the relationship and you actually dealing with that person, you should give a hundred percent of who you are, right? That's right. So I, I do, I do, I do get what and, you're saying. And 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 the other thing that I think about is people bringing representatives. Everybody wants to put their best foot forward when they meet someone. Definitely. And so the person falls in love with this idea of who you are because you did not represent the real you mm-hmm. things start coming you start peeling the onion back you take the skin off and then you start seeing all these other things that had the person been honest with you and said look this is what's going on i think that people should talk about some of the negative things that are going on especially if, if you get to the point where you you start liking somebody and before it gets to the point where a person's emotions and and you're building a life together, they should know what's going on so that they can say, I don't want to sign on for this. Yeah, it's called choice. Yeah. Yeah, you should get you should Don't take my choice. choice away. But do you think like we see we we more in the like when you say peeling back the onion, we more wanna understand why people because everybody understands the cliche representative, like Everybody comes with their representative or, you know, so we see that all over Instagram, mm-hmm. all over Facebook. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows it. But then when you're sitting and talking to them about relationships, then they're trying to tell you everybody's human. Mm-hmm. So people still have, they have contradicting beliefs. Yeah, but everybody is human. That's a crutch. Definitely. But I also Definitely. think when it comes to representatives, I also think that we also have a responsibility to make sure that we're asking the right questions so that we can, so we're, we're forcing a conversation. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So yeah, there's we're been times when, yeah, there's been times when, yeah, I dated the representative because it sounded good at the moment. As I got older, as I matured, I realized that, you know, there's, there's, there's certain questions that you, that I can ask that can kind of, that could weed through the nonsense. So the yeah. representative doesn't even have a chance. And I'm not saying that you, that it's foolproof, but it's better than, going in just and I'm not saying and I'm not a skeptic I don't go in there like mm, he's lying but there's certain questions like there's you know you ask a, you you ask a, a guy says a man says you know he's a great dad 
but he sees his kids only every other weekend. So is How that would, the standard? Yeah. Of great dad? <laughs> well, that's yeah. the standard of great dad because society says that's a great dad. But that doesn't work. And, and, and they and they they put it in there that oh well, the court says I see my child every other weekend. So if the court says I'm going to see my child every other weekend, I show up every child. other and weekend, to, yeah. and I'm paying child support. I mean, I guess it it it's giving it some kind of. Stipulations. Stipulations. But we, but we, but I, I don't mean stipulations. It's, it's, and I won't like say a normalcy, a guideline or something that says this is what you're supposed to do because you're the parent and this is what we're, this is the minimum that we're putting on you. That and one. so if you're a minimum type of person, you're going to go along with the minimum. Well, I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. But that's yeah, where, but that's what society, everything's yeah. based on. Like when you look at, you're supposed to drink this amount of water a day. You're supposed to walk this amount of time a day. They're not talking about athletes. And they're not talking mm-hmm. about people that excel. They're not t- Everything is geared towards the typical and average person. Mm-hmm. So the above average people all, are always left in, like they're always left, they're really the minority, even though everybody looks to them as the leaders and looks to them as the people. Like when you see, when us blacks see rich white people, we're like, oh, you know, there's so many of them. They're the minority as well. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, they make a lot of rules, a lot of laws, things of that nature. They have a lot of power. But at the same time, we can bash them anytime we want because they, you know, they, they're up there. So it's the same with women and men. At some point, men were the dominant force. The thing is, like, you know, there's some there's some cases where, you and know, parents don't get Huh? I said and still are. Well, no, where parents don't get along and, and that's like what they. The dominant force. Oh. Uh, <laughs> men? Oh yeah. All right, we can get into that. But, That's another conversation. <laughs> there's a um but you know there's certain situations where two parents don't get along so they use that 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 time as a guideline. But you know there's there's certain things that there's certain questions that that you ask and there's certain things that you ask to to, to make sure that the guy that you're dating or the guy that you're trying to get to know is right for you. Oh yeah. You know like I was telling Aziz the other day I saw a guy in um Starbucks with his daughter. And before like I used to be such like I I would notice a man with his child and he seemed he was very attentive to his daughter and he looked like he could have been a single father I'm not sure. I mean, I, he wasn't wearing a red wedding ring, so I guess you wouldn't know. Mm-hmm. And he was very attentive to her and I was just looking over thinking yeah, you, like you you checked out the the hands and all that. I always do. <laughs> Ever since I was engaged, I check I check out every, it's weird. Like yeah, you pay attention, yeah. I can't even see before it before, I, before I was ever engaged, I, I, I didn't could care less, but now yeah, it's weird. But anyway. You peeping games. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, he wasn't wearing a ring. And I was telling Aziz, like, you know, back in the day, I would have been like, oh, my God, he's a good dad, that he must be a good a good boyfriend or, or a good husband. And it doesn't always transfer over. Right. You know what I mean? Because a good dad, you know, a good dad is a guy who's attentive to his child and a part of his child's life, but he may not be able to or doesn't want to put that same energy in a relationship, per se. So I was just saying, like, you know, before I would have sucked it all up and not asked certain questions because I would have already thought I had the answers because of how he was with his daughter thinking that it would transfer over, but that's not a guarantee. No. So it's really like, you know, kind of erasing these ideas that you may have about something or or take one like, oh, they're a really good student, so they must be a really good worker or they must be a really good dad, so they must be a really good husband. Or they may, you know, there's so many things like you see women as teachers or mm-hmm. kindergarten teachers and you think, oh, they're homely and they're nurturers and, and they'll take care, they'll take care they of me and then they don't know how to cook. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> no, I mean, but yeah. you would just think they're good with kids. Well, cool with kids. <laughs> well, no, but you don't, don't look at it. Kids. Yeah, right. But you don't so, look at it like that as a man. 
man? Like if you see a woman no, who's... No, I think they're good with kids. That's it? I, I, you wouldn't I think wouldn't that she would be a good... Oh. I, I'm, not, any... I'm not saying you might be right for the typical person. I but don't know, for but you, I I'm asking you. Like if no, you when, see I see a, when I see a kindergarten teacher, I think I would think more she's just good with kids. Just in general, if you, see, and if you see a type of woman... Like, say you see uh, a type of woman, do you think that it transfer over to anything else? Like, like that she would be a, a great wife because she's this type of person in this area? Yeah, I see a woman that pays attention to details, maybe for her own life, that when we get together, she'll she'll be really meticulous and pay attention to details, or, you know, when mm-hmm. it comes to the relationship. So, yeah, that's what I would think. Because I do, I do like detail-oriented women. Mm-hmm. So, like, that's one of the things I look for, somebody who's very detailed, mm-hmm. somebody who's very faithful. He's single. <laughs> I'm just saying that you know those are things those are things I look for on a regular basis because you know I really I'm really big on principles so I like people who are devoted to what they do and devoted but I've learned that because somebody's passion and great at one aspect of life you got to make sure it transfers over into being devoted and dedicated to a relationship when they join it I think it mean? goes to being well-rounded definitely oh, absolutely because um I could be great. And having babies, yeah. I was, I, you know, I knew you was gonna go there. I'm like, is this chick gonna say she was great in bed? <laughs> I, was like, I said having babies. I know, but you hesitated. Not make it no, because that's not what you I was going to say. Just call my mom's a chick. <laughs> that's okay. That's what we do. <laughs> no, I mean, but 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 but, but like, I may not be good at like having children. My best, my best. Um, I can deal with children. I like toddlers and adolescents. The rest of those years, I mean, I like them. I like babies, but I'd prefer to have a toddler. I I can deal better with toddlers and, to me, adolescents. Those years through adolescent years, bringing them into adulthood. You want to take my? You want to take our thirteen? Okay, you mentioned. Wait up! Wait up! Wait up! You mentioned children on the set, and the women go crazy. Okay, let's <laughs> let, let me let me get you back to what's going <laughs> on. I really want to. I really want. I really want to revisit the the topic on devote love and then devotion. Because I mean, we come from a we we definitely had accountable love come from a standpoint that love dedication. I mean, dedication, devotion, trust, and honesty is what makes up love. So mm-hmm. you ain't you ain't witnessing love until you have all those components. Period. And once one of those components are lacking, then once you have the love and you're actually married and doing those things, once those those things start lacking, then the love is dying as well. Mm-hmm. So those are things that if you nurture those things on a regular basis, you'll be successful in all the relationships you're in. Yeah, and I had the conversation, um, a conversation yesterday. Um, and I, and I'm drawing this back from listening to Aziz talking about this particular situation. So, um, the guy came to me and was saying, you know, but I apologized to her and I told her, I'm showing her, I want to be with her and I want this to work. I said, so how many times have you apologized to her about the same thing? So you think that just because you apologized, she's supposed to just say, oh, well, he apologized and just run right back to you? Definitely. I said, <laughs> um, people. you apologize, you're saying I'm showing her that this is, is what I want to do. This is what I want to do for you. I want to be there for you. I messed up. I know I messed up. Mm-hmm. And I want a family 
And this is what I want. Yes. And that brought, and I thought about this because Jerry was talking about the good father and he, you know, and the, the young lady said to me, she says, is he a good father? Yes. Is he a good provider? Yes. I just can't trust him. So when you were talking about trust, it just brought all of that back to, to my mind. And, and we, I've heard you talk about this all the time. And the problem is people think because I say I'm sorry, and I know I'm getting a little off the topic, no, but I guess not. it goes back all, to still all, intertwined. Yeah, it's all devote trust. Because I say I'm sorry, but I keep doing the same bullheaded thing. Am I truly sorry? And so you say I'm sorry. If she wants you back and you've proven that you're this person and you're not doing this anymore, mm-hmm. she has to forgive you in her time. She, ha- you, you have to build that trust. You have to work at it. She doesn't have to jump right back in in your arms because you said I'm sorry, and vice Definitely. versa. Definitely. I mean, but don't you think it, don't you think society, in some degree, sets itself for failure because they misinterpret what forgiveness is? Mm-hmm. Like yes. they 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 preach forgiveness is letting somebody back into your life. Yeah. Like, no, they, I don't. they preach it as reconciliation. Right. They preach it as such. Like, mm-hmm. oh, you holding a grudge. And people don't get that a grudge is when you went when you were wrong and you actually hold on to it. Mm-hmm. That's what a grudge is. You actually you're dead wrong and you you don't want to apologize. But when you're right, and when you was in the right, then you deserve a person to actually fight to get back in your good grace. You deserve yeah. it. You earned it. You 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 had a you had a standard. So I would agree with the so I would agree with the young lady when she says she can't get back with him until she trusts him. Like well, that's not what she she, she said that she it takes time to trust. But we we talked about before oh, another part. She's saying she's saying she didn't trust. It's because she don't trust him. He's a good provider. He's a good father. But she just can't trust him. Mm-hmm. So therefore, she should wait till she's able to trust him to actually accept him back in her life. Because without the trust. Yeah, she's absolutely. Gonna be, yeah, she's mm-hmm. going to be a wreck, and she doesn't want to go down that road. So she's actually doing the responsible thing. Because I'm sure she, she, you know, she has an attraction to him. She cares about him. I'm sure she, you know, she wouldn't mind some days getting back with him. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, she's not willing to commit mm-hmm. into because mm-hmm. they could even be fooling around, whatever. But the commitment is something bigger. So right. she's not willing to commit until she can trust him again, and that's going to take time. Mm-hmm. You know what do you think? That's That's exactly what I was saying. It's going to take time. And then then the other part of it is usually, and I'm speaking from a woman's point of view. I'm not speaking from a man's point. Give us these disclaimers. Wait until it's Father's Day. We wish you happy Father's Day. But keep continuing. (laughs) But anyway, so (laughs) um, I think that a lot of times, and and maybe I shouldn't put this, make it... um, Broad. Broad. No, I should make it broad mm-hmm. because I think that I don't know if I've ever seen when a man stops talking about something. As long as people are willing to talk to you about something, you, a person, both parties should be willing to look at it. Definitely. And um, the saying is when a woman stops talking to you, she's finished with you, she's done, it's over. And I believe that if you're at that point, even if you say, I'm sorry, and prove that you're doing this and doing that. The hurt is too deep, and it might be just bye. 
I think that that applies to I was going to say that the most yeah. effective yeah. Yes. communicator mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. on my end I'm very effective and people shut down on me so when I'm tired of talking it's over mm-hmm. like I know you can literally feel it if you're really a person big on communication typically in our society it is the woman and the man gets away with just being you know like mm-hmm. not wanting to talk about that topic so therefore you know because I am around a lot of men that the women are the ones that are the more effective communicators or they want to talk about mm-hmm. it and then you know the men just cast it off as being emotional, but they probably did a lot of things that put them in that emotional state. So that's why we have to start the dialogue. But I do agree. Once a person is shut down and they're really not ready to talk, and I tell the men that too. If you're not talking to the to the to your wife or you're not talking to the woman that you're committed to, then the relationship you're you're, you're saying the hug the relationship is over. Yeah, and the relationship is not worth fighting for. Mm-hmm. But you don't you think that you're just avoiding a, a, a you're avoiding conflict. But what you're saying, what you're relaying to her, what you're communicating to her, she's not worth the discussion. Yeah, and you wherever it goes. That, yeah, yeah. You got to understand that they speak. Like, we, because you will feel the same way. Yeah. If I'm your man, I'm giving you a pound, but today I give you a week a pound and I really, I'm not really vested. You're going to look at me like, okay, there's something shaky. There's something shaky. So it's the same thing. Yeah. It's the same thing, but we tend to look at our friends like they should have the same consistent energy. What do you think you should have in a relationship? A committed yeah. relationship. Mm-hmm. This true. is a person that's actually going through life with you. I don't go home with you. I don't pay the bills with you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, like, those are the things that you got to look at. Like, this is a person having children with you. This is the person you should hold to the high standard. And a lot of people just take those things for granted. Well, I also think that people need to be like honest with themselves and what they're willing to deal with, what they're not willing to deal with, and not just get... And don't really just kind of... If you want... If you want 75% of it get get 75 things. You know what I mean? Because I think a lot of people go in and they'll get especially with men like I I as a female, I you know, men get a lot of passes and I think that if you are a decent man, like you got a decent job and you take care of your kids and you do all those things and it's like, "Oh, he's the best man ever." Like he's the nice guy and he shows up every day, but he may not be present. He may not mm-hmm. talk. You know what I mean? Definitely. So yeah, he may do all the things on paper, but yet our past like our connection is not as strong because but he's he's reliable. Mm-hmm. But but the passion, the passion is not, is not there. there. So I think that you know, people need to really just set out for what they really want and hold out till they get it. And I think for men I know my experience with men is like really physical. They get so caught up in how someone looks. And then, you know, you get away with freak, like the homegirl get away with murder mm-hmm. or get away with a lot of things that another girl who wasn't as good looking wouldn't get, get, get away with. But then that fades. You know what I mean? Because then the arguments start, things happen. And then you realize that the looks is not the thing that's keeping the relationship afloat. I, I think the physical She's is what we was all, the physical is what we was, what we was raised on. You know what I mean? Like basketball, sports. G.I. Joe's, play fighting. Like, we weren't really taught relationships. Ass. We wasn't really taught relationships. <laughs> so the physical the physical contact and what, what we see with our eyes is what, what, what is, what is like kind of cultivated, cultivated in us. So yeah, but- it's, a lot of, it's, a lot, it's a lot of upbringing. Like, we start crying, that's a problem. We mm-hmm. show emotion, that's a problem. We show any emotion that deals with being super excited or coming out of our skin or being vulnerable, that's a problem. Mm-hmm. So I think... They get they they really lean towards the physical portion of everything, mm-hmm. so that's where that stems from. But I do think to like speak on men's behalf, I think that women are never satisfied. I think a lot of it you go into this relationship, and the woman is this excellent person, this well-rounded person, and then when you realize you you show up consistently, because if you now look at it, like you can pinpoint a man in two seconds, his habits, things of that nature, in two seconds. Mm-hmm. They're 
down to a T. A woman can look at what a man's going to do down to a T, the mm-hmm. consistency. But that's what I think women need to take from us. Mm-hmm. Because we can't say the same with a woman. Mm-hmm. She goes off how she feels that day. Yeah. So think about putting yourself in a man's perspective and think about actually coming home every day, having to maintain that understanding when the person is floating from place to place. Well, that's what I, but I think those are the, but those, emotion to emotion all the time. But I think that those are the things that, and those are the conversations and those are the, the, the things that uh, a man needs to bring up to a woman's attention. Definitely. Because I think the way that society is, women are, they, 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 they do a lot of times lead with emotion or emotion kind of, they, I, and I've done it before where I use my emotion to get my way. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So, and, and, and everyone's <laughs> going to side that? with me. Of course we know that. <laughs> so, you know, so I think that if, if more, if more men brought it to their attention and, and, and worked with them through it, then I think that things would start to change a little bit because one's a lot, like m- most men don't necessarily check me up with my emotions. Like they don't, not that they don't dare. They just don't, they think because I'm not as emotional as the average female is not really an issue. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's not something that we really have to deal with per se. But most men don't want to even touch that territory with a woman because they feel like they're not going to win. And it's like when a woman's, you know, in her feelings. And I it's think a, that's the problem. But it is a problem, that's which is problem why the men need to. What you just said, what you just said is the problem. Mm-hmm. Winning. It's not about winning and losing. Mm-hmm. It's about two people working to have an effective and productive relationship. Agree, but the, but a man is not really. But most men don't want to take the time. I mean, but this is what I'm saying. I think it falls on both ends because though the man is quote unquote supposed to be the leader of the relationship, he I think he feels he stabilizes the woman by not being as vocal. He's letting her get out what she's saying, and he doesn't have to be as vocal back. And it, it actually see a lot of people preach balance. They preach balance. They don't preach. Being vulnerable and going all in and then seeing what comes out of it. They preach balance. So when you're very animated and very old, like you're going over the top, that person now has to be relaxed and relaxed to them means not to communicate. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? So it's, it's just it's just we both need to educate each other on how to communicate with one another. Uh, yeah, I agree. I that. think we don't take the time. We, we blame. Yo, that person doesn't talk and she's too emotional. We just say these statements and we don't educate. Mm-hmm. And if you really love the person in your relationship, y'all constantly educate each other on y'all, y'all dip, like the, the things that's all hap- that's and, happening different. And that's true age, balance. Definitely. As we age, but it's it's about excellence. Mm-hmm. Balance is, is average. It's mm-hmm. about excellence. You want an excellent relationship. So you want to raise the standard. Love, I mean, oh, well, love takes balance. No, love takes a standard of excellence. It make, waking up every day participating in the lives of the people you love and making them a priority. That's that. I think those things people say sound good to most people because most people don't like to rise to the standard, mm-hmm. the standard of excellence. Like when I went to school, I didn't always want to go to class and do all the right. I was smart enough to get a C. So that's what I did. Mm-hmm. And I want to downplay the B students and the A students. That's what we do. We downplay them because they actually work at it. So, yeah, balance is a good word that's going to now bring in the masses and have them listen and open their minds to the discussion. But at the same time, is it going to help them excel? Mm-hmm. 
But I think, like you said, both both people need, but both people need to speak up. You know, you you're dealing with a man that's and down. You need to be able. You need to 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 have that conversation. You speaking. You you're, you're dealing with a woman who's a little who's emotional. Then you guys need to have that conversation. Most people don't want to have that conversation. It's like guys will be guys, females will be females, and that be the end of that. Although. I've met a lot of emotional men. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And you meet logical women. So it's not... It's, it's, I don't believe that. I don't believe that women are only emotional. I believe men are emotional too. That's why yeah, they shut down. Mm-hmm. I mean, we had these discussions on podcasts all the time. So we got to stop saying that the women are emotional and the men are being emotional as well. Mm-hmm. They're just emotionally different. They, they're, yeah, they're punching walls and well, that's yeah. I read an article. Yes, yes, yes. Their yes, nose yes. is flaring, so now the woman knows not to overstep. That. He's like, cursing and he's doing. Yeah, it's just mm-hmm. it's just a constant. It's a constant. We using emotions as weapons. Yeah, emotions are supposed to be there to and men are more uh, physical, so it's a different yeah. hold. Mm-hmm. Show affection. Like, that's what emotions are supposed to be useful. We're supposed to be emotionally intelligent. Listen, right now, what you're saying is making me angry. Mm-hmm. Not like flaring your nose and all the body language just to get a person in check. I'm not you trying don't to, yeah. want to do that to me. I'm not trying to, yeah, I'm not mm-hmm. trying to check you. I'm, try, I'm not trying to control you. I'm trying to educate you. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to give you an understanding. And that's what being emotion. You have to be work to be emotionally intelligent, mm-hmm. not use your emotions as a weapon. Mm-hmm. Right. You know what I mean? We are taught. Oh, so... She oh let her let her just sit in that right now. Don't even go back and forth with her. We we're equals. We're equals. I'm gonna do what I'm doing because we're equals. I see her as an equal. I don't see her as less. So if I don't need the time away, she don't need the time away at this time until she vocally says, "Listen, I need to take a step away and I'll get back to you." I'm cool with that. But don't don't you see here people coming from the side trying to speak for the person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's where the, now the power is different because now they're like. You're, do, you're abusing her. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? I'm like, no, she's my equal. That's why I'm speaking so stern. Or I'm upset about something. So I, may, I should be able to articulate how I'm going to articulate so we get where we need to go. That's what being emotionally intelligent is. You know what else I noticed, too? Um, as we get older. Um, and jump right in any time. Yeah. You know what I mean? You, 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 yeah. You're in the middle of two spitfires. Um, so, you know, pe- we make choices, right? So we mm-hmm. choose people that we want to have kids with. We choose the job that we want to have. We choose the bills that we have. We choose all these things, right? right? And sometimes we make great choices and sometimes the choices are not so great. So, you know, the people that didn't make such good choices, they have this chip on their shoulder, right? And mm-hmm. then they have a partner and they expect their partner to walk on pins and needles because they have such, so much stress on the outside that is like when I come home, don't come to me with the nonsense yeah, because, definitely. you know, definitely. I had a rough day or I'm dealing with a baby mother or I'm yeah. doing this. And it's like, who, like, it's like why can't we have a discussion? If we're not on the same page, shouldn't we talk to we get on the same page? Why is it? And you know what I mean? <laughs> but you made these choices. But you made the choices and now you're with me and I'm, I'm probably I'm a supposed responsible to be, choice exactly. that you made. So therefore, you got to work to my level. I don't have to bring bring myself down to yours. Yeah. So when you come home, you have to make the environment yeah. a lot better. Mm-hmm. Right. So why are you bringing... <laughs> outside baggage. The outside baggage. You bring the outside baggage in. If you're going to bring it in, talk about it, clear the air, and then start to be cohesive in the house. The outside baggage, and then pick that back up and take it back to work with mm-hmm. you. If it's something that you know you're upset, you need a minute to um, decompress. decompress, 
You go in the house, you discuss, look, I need a minute to decompress. Definitely. Before we have any other discussions. Definitely. And then once you all are living together long enough, you know your partner when they walk in the house. No, and I'm not saying assume that they had a bad day. Definitely. And that they're going to go in the room and they need to decompress. Because mm-hmm, that still needs because to be communicated. Because still, I think that still needs to be communicated because sometimes we still use the same body language even though it's not the same situation Mm -hmm. because you could be mad at me it might not have nothing to do with work Mm -hmm. and you don't know that's why i communicate that's why and then you're walking around huffing and puffing you come to dinner and you still have that same behavior just tell me what's going on Mm -hmm. and if you don't want to finish the discussion when you've gone through whatever you had to go through in your headspace then we can come back and talk about it Mm -hmm. you know and i think too um uh, the other issue with marriage relationships is when people aren't doing well prior to being married, it's this thought process, and everybody does it. The man, the woman, oh, well, when we get married, it'll get better, or he'll change all the problems, will go away. away. Mm -hmm. He's bringing that same baggage. She's bringing that same baggage into the marriage because you never worked on it. And because in my mind, and this is mostly women, I'm changing you. Nothing is going to be the same way as it was before. I mean, men. Men Men do the same. I know men do the same. You say you mostly women. Men, men. Because I've heard women say. Yeah, guys just don't say it. They're on the low with their shit. I've heard women say. They're on the low with their shit. Yeah, I just do it. They're Jedi mind. Yeah. Because yeah. mm-hmm. they're like, I'm still going to do no it. Woman's going to say it. Man's mm-hmm. just looking like, mm-hmm. yeah, whatever okay. you saying, I'm still going to do what, what I'm, I'm doing. Gonna mm-hmm. do. yeah. Like, it, 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 it happens. One is just passive aggressive. The other mm-hmm. one's aggressive with you. Like, mm-hmm. it happens on both ends, but it's detrimental to the relationship. Yeah, it's very detrimental. But, I mean, we pride ourselves. Like, we as a society, don't we pride ourselves? On the second chance theory, don't we? Oh, no, pride I'm ourselves? not saying the second chance theory. So why would, theory, why would you be I'm, an A student? What I'm saying, I'm not saying the second chance theory. What I'm saying is, I'm gonna change you. We're married now. Oh, there's gonna be some adjustments, right? But how but, did you get to the marriage? But you how had to give you? a couple of second chances because <laughs> if it was it was it was a poor, yeah, I had a poor relationship the whole right, time, and you right. decided to get married. But there's the, a lot but, of stuff that you actually said. Listen, once we get married, because most of the time, a lot of people, and, uh, and I would say that that's a man thing. A lot of men use proposals to actually offset keep the woman, all, all, of, the, all, all of, of the things that they did. And if women fall into it, see, that's one thing I've always said. Like when we talk about accountable love, we're talking about both ends. Yeah, everybody a being lot accountable. Of people, yeah, a lot of people like. A man is going to do what you let him do. A woman's going to do what you let her do. Mm-hmm. There's, there's rare women and there's rare men that's like, listen, I'm in your best interest. I'm not I'm not going to let you continue to do this because it's not effective. It's not an effective <clears throat> way of doing things in general. They're like, I could get over. I'm getting over. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the biggest problem in relationships. You have them to get over. Yeah. Well, you know what I think? I you think have nobody- them because they benefit you, not because you can enhance somebody else. But because they benefit you. But I think when it comes to proposals, I think that men, in some cases, not all, they, they you know, they think that, you know, will women go, like, that's like the ultimate, pro- like, that's the ultimate thing, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, if I, if I, if I propose to her, then we'll be, 
we'll be we'll be we'll be all right because I'm I'm showing her that I a don't want to take it for granted anymore. B you know we're taking our relationship to the next level. See like there's all these things that 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 come with it. But you know when you're really trying to build a solid relationship, all those things should be present before the proposal. Well, what's, yeah. what's the things? The four principles. Yeah, the trust, four principles: trust, and de- devotion, and and. Dedication. 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 <laughs> but you, but yeah, I think all of those things need to be a part of it. But again, it's always like the opposite. You know what I mean? Like, especially if a person messes up and it's like, you know, he's trying to get her good graces again. If he does this, you know, if he, if he, if he puts a ring on it, then it shows that he ultimately is making that effort. But if he's not doing the four things, the, the four things in between, then it's really not. It's it's going to be short lived. Like they're going to be back at it again, married exactly. or not married. It's whatever, not you know, going to work. I think I think that going back to what you said from the beginning and what you added on with your parents, I think when people think of marriage, they think that's the next step. Mm-hmm. But I do believe what you're saying is the only step. Once you commit and give your word, there's no greater spiritual thing you can do. Mm-hmm. You spend the rest of your life honoring that word. Yeah. So like people believe once I commit, there's another there's another tear. Right. So they think they can do all this messing up until they get to that tear. Right. Because a lot of people do correct a lot of the actions when they get married because they believe now that's under God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's integrity. Like your word. Throughout. Yeah, yeah, your word is the not word under is God. Not the, yeah. You done destroyed the other person or y'all, y'all done destroyed your relationship. Something as pure as your relationship because relationships are fragile. Mm-hmm. Right. And if you take away choice, then the relationship is eliminated. Mm-hmm. And right. a lot of people stay. Like I was saying to somebody, a lot of people a lot of people deal with garbage. So people count the years. And they say, yo, we've been together for this many years, so that's what a good relationship is. A lot of people hold on to a lot of garbage in their house. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean it don't doesn't mean it's a great thing. Mm-hmm. People people actually, you know, like that China cabinet that nobody took the dishes out mm-hmm. of. People actually cherish the great things they believe that they hold a value for years. Mm-hmm. So you gotta ask yourself, was you cherished within those years? Right. And That's every- what you got to ask yourself. Not the years. I mean, how much did you take in those years? Mm-hmm. That just shows that you look in the mirror. Does it really show that you're the greatest person because you actually was able to endure all that? Or does it say that you didn't cherish yourself enough to find somebody to find who's somebody who's to cherish but also, It also life. shows that, that you're the only one that's fighting. Because, you know, if you have two people and who keep or and one person continues to mess up and you keep giving that person a second chance or third or fourth or fifth or sixth chance and you, and you say to yourself, you know, I don't want to give up. But that person already gave up. You know yeah. what I mean? Because they wouldn't be making this. Certain- I mean, but typically it's, it's just everybody takes their turn. Like mm-hmm. once you get into the twenty years of marriage, yeah. everybody took their turn. So everybody's yeah, trying to just break even break and make it yeah. say, "Oh, well, I did me, you did you. Now we, now we're good. Now right. we're settling to each other." And we're Definitely, I, yeah. and I don't think that that's the representation we need to pass on to our next generation. And you know, um, going back to the beginning of um, the podcast with the question of um, relationships, marriage, or um long longevity of a relationship and our family we have especially our southern families we have back from i guess the 60s up until when divorce became popular i have family members that have been married for years mm-hmm. and um and that's just what we saw definitely i and like when i go back to the church my my um second Foster parents were married for years. Definitely. My first foster mother, you mess up and you gone. She didn't have no qualms about 
you getting out of my house. Definitely. Especially if you if you if you, you know, hurt one of the children. Definitely. You're gone. So you had different Yeah, even if an allegation was made, she did not play that. So that I I saw it from from both sides. Definitely. So um but what would you say to longevity? What would be like if you had to give everybody a message, what would you say would allow the longevity of a relationship? All right. The the one person I can look at is my um uncle and aunt in the South, in um Winston Salem. They've been married, God, since I was nine. And before that, was their children and us when we when we were in the South. We would play together, so we kind of like didn't like grow up together, mm-hmm. but we're in that age group. Um, I just I don't know what transpired during their marriage. I don't know what kinds of um, triumphs they had. I don't know what kinds of uh, hills and battles they had to climb to get where they are. I do know that I've watched my uncle with my aunt and what i see is to me genuine Remember respect you when you say love. To me, okay yeah. i'm sorry you're teaching something yeah so it genuine what, what i see what what i what 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 i take from that relationship she's at a point where i think she needs more care heart trouble things like that and this man steps up okay so in looking at that, they've had some great years without having to ask. This is me on the outside looking, looking in. in. Mm-hmm. They've overcome whatever they needed to overcome. Um, when when a person can deal with you in sickness and still show you the same level of respect and love, this that speaks volumes and that says that they've been accountable to each other. On the outside, just Definitely. me looking in. Definitely. But wouldn't that go back to like, and I could see that if you knew, you know, all the information. But mm-hmm. now that would go back to how a lot of I think we have social media now, mm-hmm. so a lot of things is out and open. Who can really sustain that type of secrecy? Because you really don't know, right? So that would maintain the fairy tale mm-hmm. that y'all was still saying you had the issue with because right. you don't really know that. The details of it. You right. don't know the, but you see just a person stepping up. And I can do that as a friend. Mm-hmm. Right. A friend I can, can do that. Do as a that family yeah. But you that's still accountable no, because I, a friend, I, I we're talking about, you know, we, we started with marriage, but mm-hmm. we're talking about relationships. Definitely. Like the conversation. No, of, I'm saying that I didn't know if that was your representation, but I would think a representation we would need to know. More about the, yeah, yeah. Right. More about the relationship, seeing two people sustain mm-hmm. a level of respect for one another, a mm-hmm. level of love for one another. Right, but I see that every time I see these two. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, I've, I've gone down south, I've been in their house, their home, and, you know, there's... So in that situation, yeah. you're trusting you're good. Yeah, I'm trusting that this is... I think it's a beautiful relationship. You know, I look at it and... That's my um, analysis of it. Yeah, I mean, I, I do believe that when it is important to have people around you when 
obviously things that outside outside factors affect your relationship sickness things right. of that nature but we're talking about people that's making choices i don't even say when they say sickness and health i think of those things mm-hmm. things that you can't control right things that life throws at you and it's out of your control and y'all tackle them together so right. i will agree if they have a strong relationship and now they're at a point where they're breaking down and they're taking care of each other that's beautiful but then when you're looking at a lot of people went through the trials and tribulations of choices being made, mm-hmm. we got to now separate between what's self-worth you right. know what I mean? and what's a beautiful what, what's, what's a beautiful relationship. Right. Because a lot of people just count the years mm-hmm. instead of the self-worth, count the years of dealing with things instead of dealing with the fact that how you was cherished, how you was treated. Right. Those now are the powerful years that you need to take. People fall short, granted, but not everybody will step up to the plate like they need to step up to rectify those those bad mistakes. Right. And that's what we're saying. You mm-hmm. have to have self-worth at all times. So that should be the anchor. But on that note, my name is Aziz. Oh, no, I'm Jareen. And I'm LaVar. And this is Accountable kind of Love. love.